You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Carla Knight. Carla, thanks so much for talking with me today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Carla, we're going to talk about your show at Andrew Edlin Gallery, which is up now and running through December 22nd of 2023. And... Um, to begin with, I just want to say it's a it's a gorgeous show. I, I was well, just in there you. looking at it, and, and it's just beautiful. So, so I I want to get into the details of each one, but I'd also like to talk about uh, first some of your influences. Um, is is it part of what I've read? Is that part of your influences is uh, is rooted in your upbringing and um, and the publications your your father authored and 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 your grandfather yeah. was also a writer, correct? Yep, yep. I'm from a family of uh, weird weirdo writers who wrote a lot about the um, the occult and um, UFOs and um, ghosts and poltergeists and and speaking to dead people and 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 both my um, father and grandfather wrote about that stuff. So I grew up with it. It's very um, normal to me to um, you know think about the paranormal, and you can absolutely see that in my work. Um, you know, my influences are pretty broad, I would say, um, other than the, the occult um, ones. I would say that, um, um, you know, I love a lot of outsider artists. Um, there, there are some wonderful ones who show at, at my gallery at Edlin. Um, my favorite, I think, is, is Melvin Way, who uh, invented his own language as well. So, you know, I relate to him. Um, and and Ionel Tapazan is also a terrific UFO artist, um, mm-hmm. just awesome guy. Um, you know, I, I love a lot of different kind of art, I, uh, you know, plenty of modern um, surrealism. And, um, you know, I've been linked to Hilmoth Clint um, a great deal these last few years. Um, she's obviously very much in my uh, wheelhouse um, with her with her otherworldly, you know, interests. Um but you know, I, I'm 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 I love I love all sorts of stuff like Chinese calligraphy. You can see that influence in my work a lot. I think with my uh, invented language, I love. Um, uh, I've been very influenced actually the last two years by uh, Lakota winter counts, which are uh, Native American art um, made as basically historical markers and records and calendars. Um, I don't know if you know them. They're beautiful. They're they're done usually on muslin, um, but sometimes on on hides. And they they um, pictographs of of important events and um, you know celestial events and wars and deaths and harvests and and uh, they they tend to um, uh, be organized in um, um, concentric kind of circles and spirals going inward and. Um, so those those have been a huge influence, especially on my uh, tapestries for the last few years. Um, God, you know, I love Alfred Jensen. I love diagrammatic art. Um, the older I've gotten, the more diagrammatic I've gotten. Um, I love astronomy. I love Jasper Johns. Um, um, I love Iranian prayer rugs and um, Emerson and Goya. And, and, you know, actually one of the biggest influences is um, my kid my son, um, who, uh, I don't know if you've read this, this story, but, um, years ago 
like, I don't know, 25 years ago now, he was five or four or five, and um, he was learning to write and uh, write his letters, and I watched him doing that, and it was fascinating to me the way that kids kind of transpose letters and make up their own symbols and enter the world of written language, and I and I just loved watching it. And um, so I sort of sat there and said, why can't I make up my own language? You know, why can't I do that? And, and that's because your son was in the your son was in the yeah. sense of making up his own language. Yes, basically. I mean, I don't know if you have kids, but that's that's what they do. They, they uh, yeah, I, I, I do. Make yeah, up their that, own that stuff. Is, that is remarkable. Yeah. It's great yes. to see how kids. Uh, yeah. I, I love talking about that. How kids influence artists because, of course, their 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 approach oh, yeah. and their sense of innocence and language is, yes. uh, is yeah, so, so refreshing. Yep, and they're just learning letters, and they sort of transpose them, and the E is backwards, and the R is backwards, you know, and this thing is upside down, and it was very free and very awesome. So, so that's when then when my uh, invented language started, like like literally 25 years ago, and it's developed all these years into what it is now. Um, but I, you know, thinking back on it, um, the the kind of childhood innocence in my kid was a huge influence on me, and. Uh, very freeing and, and basically changed the course of my, my whole work, <laughs> I have to say. Um, yeah. So those are some of my influences. I, I like that. And, and, and so to talk um, also about, again, about the, the writings, your your upbringing was so unusual to have that kind yeah. of, that language of the occult so fluent, um, as you said, yep. talking to the yep. dead and UFOs yep. and so oh, many yeah. things. So, yeah. so in, in, in terms of that kind of way of looking at the world, that's, that's a very different way of looking at the world. All the artists that you've mentioned practically don't have a, uh, you know, in anything like that. They moved into their, their worlds of, um, that, that, that may be close to yours in some ways, but they, they, mm-hmm. they moved into those worlds without that kind of... Um, oh, well, I don't know. Now, now Telpazan had a... He had a... Um, a UFO experience as a child. He was, I don't know if he was abducted or just visited, but, um, you know, he had this clear memory of, of a visitation and uh, basically spent the rest of his life making art about it. So well, there's right. someone I mean, who actually... Personal experiences, but but you had um, a family that was writing books that was yeah, immersed in yeah. this language that was approaching yeah. it from with a writer's mind, which isn't right. about just just, right. just a vision. This was a language that they're speaking that is completely normal to you. So, um, yep. so to, 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 that's so fascinating to me. And um, just to ask you a little bit more about, about that, that gave you uh-huh. a sense, in a sense, a language, right? That you're, that you're using in these works, but is it, 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 it is about a type of communication, isn't it? Um, you know, that yeah. like, 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 like there's, there's been many artists, outsiders and others that are working with, you know, channeling entities or, or, or working with right. a number of ways with forces outside of themselves. Right. You are doing that as well, right? In, in, in a way that's, that's, um, that's a little bit different. Uh, I mean, let's just talk about that part of your process. Yeah. How the, how the yeah. sort of ideas or communication works with, with your work. Right. There's, there's the tricky question because uh, people often ask me if I, what I do is channeled. And um, in fact, I know we'll get to this, but uh, the title of my current show at Edlin Universal Remote came from thinking about how many, how often I've been asked the last few years whether I'm a channeler. And it led me to think about channels and old TVs and radios and phones and what does that mean to me with, with you know, um, 
uh, remote controls and the kind of TVs I grew up with in the '60s. You know, with my with my father watching TV, and and um, so I I see it. I I I you know, it's like the million dollar question: Am I a channeler? I don't I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know. I wouldn't. I do not claim to channel any specific entity or person or uh, ideology or um, anything. Um, it, it, what, I, what I do may be channeled. I mean, I, I, in a broad sense, I think any good artist or writer does channel um, from some higher place or other place. Um, but what that place is and um, what, if it has any meaning, um, I, I can't say and I don't claim to know what, what I what what if um what I do has has a certain meaning I, I for me it's about the unknown and living with the unknown and um so I just I just pay attention to what comes out of me um so if, if that's the definition of channeling then then perhaps I do but I I I I I, I very much like to um kind of you know I get kind of squirrely when when uh, when people try to pin me down to one specific um, you know channel. Um, to me, there's sure. many, that, that, and that, they, that, they can mean fine. many things to many people. It's it's a it's you know it's it, it's what it means to you, and it's kind of the viewer's job or or not, you know, to um, figure out what it means for them. But I I never tell people what what the work means because half the time I don't even know. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I like that. So so. Um... You you mentioned earlier you were talking about pictographs, uh, Native American mm-hmm. pictographs and markers yep. and records and uh, yep. and calendars. Um, to to me, when I look through the show, it feels a bit like that. The the works mm-hmm. in there feel uh, almost like maps, almost like directions. As you see, there's a lang- as you say, there's a made up language that's running through yep. these that also feels like it's trying to tell me something. I can't right. decode it, but right. it, but it feels that that um, just like, you know, in pictographs that we've seen where we can't decode the language, there is a language here, though. This does uh, have a meaning. This is about a, a place or a thing or a person. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, I mean it, 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 it is what we see, but you're, you're, you're writing this language that feels like right, it is a right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could it could be a message. It could mean something. It could mean absolutely nothing. It could be, you know, and, I, and I've said this before, it, it could be complete nonsense. I, I honestly don't know, and I'm not being, you know, cagey <laughs> on purpose. I'm really, I, I, I don't know. Um, I know that it's developed over these, you know, 25 years. Um, I know that there there are characters that repeat over and over again. And if you look at it long enough, you'll see repetitive Characters, uh, you'll see some actual numbers and letters from from English, you know, that we're familiar with, um, and you'll see other things that that are just bizarre. Um, honestly, I mean, there, there's one there, one of my very favorite um, things to do because I, I my father was a very kind of otherworldly writer person, but my mother was um, um, German. Uh, she, she's German born and um, so I grew up with a with a foreign language in the house with a parent. Well, both of them actually. So my father was American. Um, they both spoke German in the house, especially when they didn't want their kids to know what they were saying. So um, 
you know, I, 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 I tend to add, you know, what an umlaut is in German. It's the two dots over, over vowels generally. Um, and and because, because I had a German upbringing in many ways, I, I tend to use umlauts where they don't belong on letters that don't exist because I, I like making it up, you know, in, in a new way that makes no sense. Um, so there, that's that's an example of of one character um, that where it came from in in the in this actual world. Um, but but a lot of the other ones, I you know, I have no idea where they came from. I just I just don't. So um, it's a mishmash, and it, and it's grown into this actual real language for me that I think in that I, I write fluently in it. I'll sit there at night, you know, writing a lot in it. I I've dreamt in it. Um, not that I hear it, but I, I, I see it in my dreams sometimes. Um, so it's very so real. You, so, when you, but so when you're dreaming it, tell, tell me a little bit about that. When you're dreaming it, I just I just see it visually, happening? like like I'm looking at a piece of paper with it, you know, with 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 the writing on it in the dream. So it's a visual thing in the dream. Um, you know, like I'm reading a book and and it, and it's made up of that language. Um, you know, people have asked me whether I hear it, and I, and I don't. Um, you know, maybe I will someday. That would be cool. But as of now, I do not. <laughs> so it's just a visual thing for me. And the process that you're using is so interesting. I mean, these are these are beautiful to look at. And, and when you come up close to them, of course, they're, you know, often tapestries, and there's a tremendous yes. amount yeah, they, of, of work in them. So yes, um, there's lots are, of fine are these, embroidery are these, and stuff. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. And and are these sketched beforehand? Like, how is all that planned out? Because they seem so planned. Again, like pictographs, like yeah. markers, records, calendars, right. maps, as, as you said. Um, yeah, how are those planned out? I do tend to. I, I love to draw. It's my favorite thing in in the whole world. And I and I do tend to make preliminary drawings for <clears throat> larger work, um, especially the large tapestries. Um, so. You know, a lot of a lot of my drawings in the gallery that you'll see are actual um, studies for for bigger tapestries. Um, but that said, I start with a, a very clear idea, but things do change once once I get into the work, into the tapestry work. Um, they do change at times um, from what I originally thought. So they they tend to have the bones that they you know had from the beginning, but small things do change. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of detail and there's a, there's a lot of drawing there's a lot of uh, embroidery um, there is uh, God you know there's 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 a lot of levels to these things and they're very when you get up close to them it's 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 important everyone to go see them because they have a lot of uh, texture to them um, and you, you do you miss it if you don't see it in person. So I yeah. mean the the, the one well, I I love so many of them but the the one big night vision was um was really fantastic uh, and, 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 and the, the really, horizontal one right the big horizontal one and and that yeah, image is that, that, that yeah that that kind of reminded me of so many things but um uh-huh. you know for for you when you're making these and and drawing these out because there's so much geometry in here almost like a calendar almost like a Again, a map. Um, right. Is there 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 isn't a particular narrative you're thinking of, or no. or a message no, to oh, these at all? 
No, I am not sending you guys messages. Um, I am not. Doing, well, if I if I am, I don't. I don't. It's not um, conscious, and it's not. Um, it's not. I don't know what it means either. So it's. It, I might be sending messages to myself as well. Um, it's not that I know what this stuff means, and I'm not telling you. It's not that way at all. It's 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 much more mysterious to me than that, which is what makes it so much fun to make, because I don't know either, and it's and I like that because to me, um, you know, I, it's not about deciphering anything. It's about living with the unknown, and 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 you know that can be uncomfortable for people, or or some people like it. You know, people react to that differently. Um, but the big night vision that you're talking about, that that big piece. Um, that actually is kind of personal because if you look at it, it really does look like a TV screen, the blue center and the kind of oval um, screen area and the dials and the, and the uh, you know, and, and I used to, um, when I was little, sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and, and um, my father used to stay up real late and, I, and, you know, he'd be alone sort of having a beer and watching TV. So I would kind of stagger out into the living room and, sit with him for about 20 minutes and, uh, you know, he'd give me a, 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 you know, a little beer and like send me back to bed. And, and, but we would sit there and watch old movies on TV, weird old movies. And, um, I think that also in a personal way, uh, relates to this whole TV cosmic TV idea of my current show. And you can definitely see it in that piece, big night vision. Um, so that, that is very sort of sweet and personal to me. Um, Yeah. I like I like that I like that that's a lovely story and and the idea of also TV at night as a recurring theme and I mean you know the television is this kind of numinous object right it's glowing yep. it has it, it is. has it's so glowing. many aspects to it that's kind of uh, otherworldly you know all these things yeah. within it that are sort of magical how did they all get in there so you know universal remote um, you know that, that that's such an interesting uh, connection because. Mm-hmm. Television itself, uh, if that's not too much of a stretch, if I'm not going out on the limb too much on this, is itself an incredibly unusual, like a medium to 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 get information. Right? It is in in a way the, the universe coming through this little box in your house. Yes, right? yes, it is. It is, and you know, I mean, honestly, often times when I would get up and watch TV with him, and you know, at midnight there would be some weird sci-fi movie on. And uh, so, yeah, so it all sort of seeped in there somehow. Um, but th- it certainly is a larger metaphor for, um, you know, cosmic TV and tuning into, like, far-reaching worlds. And, and you know, my, my work tends, this, this actual show tends to usually have an orb floating in the middle of the piece, which is kind of, to me, like the, you know, the ultimate dial there in the middle, you know, that, that, that can, you know... Send you someplace different. So um, yeah, I like to keep it really open ended. And um, I like that. I, I like that as an artist. That makes sense. As a visual artist, I, I understand that as well. Your father mm-hmm. and grandfather, though, I would imagine, um, and and I don't know. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but we're 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 almost the opposite of that. There must have been writing about messages and specifics of of what was happening and what was coming through. Or, or, right. or no, it seems that your your work is almost the, the opposite of that in a sense. Um, you know, my father's books were more uh, um, 
nonfiction books about to- specific topics like UFOs or um, life after death or, uh, you know, poltergeists or something like that. Um, so it wasn't that he was inventing um, a fictional or or anything kind of a, a unknown um, content. He was he was writing about what he was interested in. Um, my grandfather, on the other hand, his father did write a book called uh, "Learning to Talk to the World Beyond," um, and it was not it wasn't fiction. It was a kind of a memoir, but it was about in a very personal way, his his experience in his whole life with talking to dead people, which, he, you know, he did, and um, his stories about it and people that he talked to. And so, you know, was he making up messages or receiving them? Um, I I don't know, but um, but his work was more personal um, and, and uh, um, God, uh, you know, kind of subjective than my father's was. So there's a bit of both, but I mean, I guess I sort of took it to the to another level and just, I mean, I I I was never any good at science or math in school, and I was never any good at um, learning foreign languages. So being um, stubborn, I just like to make up my own. Um, so I just made up my own language, and and you look at my work, and it looks mathematical at times. It looks scientific and sciencey and you know but it, it's not it, it's like my own kind of conglomeration of science or math or or language um it's 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 kind of defiantly stubborn i think in that way um like so yeah that. so i just i just make up stuff i don't you know that that's what it makes it fun for me I want to ask you one more question before we go. It's, it's been really exciting talking to you. I want to ask you just an off-topic question, which is, what are you uh-huh. reading at the moment? What, what are you reading? Oh, God. Let's see. Um, uh, what is it called? Is it called The Slip? It's about Coenty's Slip. Um, by, oh, God, is it Pfeiffer? I, I forget the author. Not in front of me right now. So I'm reading two things. I'm always reading... That that's the current book I'm reading, um, and the other one is always uh, Jung. It's uh, Memories, Dreams, Reflections, which is probably my favorite book ever, um, and had a great influence on me. And I read it daily. Um, it's about it's it's Jung's uh, basically memoir about how he grew up and uh, developed his dream theories and his collective unconscious theories and. You know how, what it felt like to him to be very different um, in the world, and how he handled living in the world, being as unusual as he was. Uh, I find it very comforting and um, and and meaningful to me. Um, you know how how he how he. God, what did he call it? He called it. Um, oh, I can't remember the the demon of creativity. Uh, you know, the the burden of the burden of creating something new, and what that's like. So I read that book every day. So that's that's what I'm. The two of them are what I'm reading at the moment. Carla, I want to thank you for talking with me today. It's really been a pleasure talking. And, of course, all the listeners can learn more about the show and see it before it closes at the end of December of 2023. 
Carla, again, thank you so much for talking with me today and for putting together and making this gorgeous show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.